Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, featuring Blue and Joe Grande the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Thank you for listening to our podcast all around the world and make sure you check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com as we have so many great articles and blogs on our website for you to check out. And of course, our new magazine, Cannabis Talk Magazine. And that website is right there, CannabisTalkMagazine.com. And uh, feel free to call us up if you want a hard copy. 1-800-420-1980 or just leave us a message and tell us how you're doing check out our instagram pages as well at cannabis talk 101 blue is at the number one christopher writes and i am at joe grande 52 and if you want to turn your typical into something special well when it comes to infused products the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience visit the website loranoils.com today's guests this dude coming all the way from new york city greenwich village to be precise alex pasternak did i say that right yeah you did you nailed it and it's almost like i feel like you're a pastor i almost feel like i have to be respectful when i say your last name pastor the funny the funny thing is i'm jewish so uh <laughs> he's the co-founder and the president of bisque which we're going to get into this company bisque b-i-n-s-k-e Binsk? Binsk. 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 An award-winning multi-state cannabis brand that pioneers the premium market through its meticulous focus on quality, standards, and consistency. He is responsible for the rapid acceleration of the company's robust pipeline of new licensing deals across a mature and emerging market, you guys. Currently available in California, Florida, Nevada, Colorado, Washington, Michigan. They plan to expand nationally and internationally. And very fortunately, they're going to be probably near you very soon. Check out the website, B-I-N-S-K-E.com or on Instagram. It's B-I-N-S-K-E underscore happenings, H-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-G-S. To get yourself some luxurious cannabis products today, here to tell us all about the company is Alex. Alex, welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. Before we talk about this company, Alex, that you've created this monster, I was on the website as well and looking at it going, wow, very colorful, very, uh, felt like I was stoned right when I entered it. You know what I mean? Alice in Wonderland-ish, Willy Wonka-ish. Very cool, by the way. Like I went to the website and I was like, 
wow, this is cool. Things are coming at me. Characters are flying at me. I love that. And I, and I want to talk all about this company, Alex, but I want to know who you are, brother. Where are you from and who are you? I found out just right now you're Jewish. I didn't know Pasternak was a Jewish last name, but uh, who are you and where are you from? Yeah, uh, born and raised in Miami. So South Florida is where it all started. Um, 18 years there and then went to the University of Colorado in Boulder. And uh, believe it or not, I was actually a medical patient in 08. And as we all know, Colorado didn't go legal adult use sales till 2012. So four years before the first went, state went legal, I was uh, shopping at dispensaries in Boulder in the Denver area as a medical patient. So I've been passionate about the industry since uh, high school days. And then after Boulder ended up in Los Angeles and have been in LA for pretty much the last seven years. And recently, as you said, relocated from Venice Beach to uh, New York. And I'm looking outside of kind of on, on campus here, like right by the campus of NYU and Greenwich Village. So right, right in the mix. So let's go back to you say medical patient. Most people, you know, in Colorado or anywhere for that matter, just get a card because of their glaucoma or because of their back pain. Were you a real medical patient or did you just like smoking weed and said, you know what, I'm going to become a medical patient. Tell me that story. It's funny enough that you say back pain. I've actually had chronic back pain and unfortunately I'm having surgery in a couple of weeks on oh, no way. I'm having spinal fusion on a L5 S1 disc in a couple of weeks. But um, I also got diagnosed with ADHD at uh, the ripe age of seven. And so um, since second grade, I started taking ADD medicine for, uh, you know, for better, or for worse, obviously realized in high school that I, I was not enjoying taking a synthetic drug every single day to try to maintain concentration and, and try to perform a little bit better on the school uh, side of things. And so I ended up moving to uh, plant medicine and I, I got into cannabis probably a little too early at 15, 16 initially. Um, but when I was using cannabis as a medical patient in 08 in, in Boulder, that was mostly for um, I would say ADHD more than back pain and anything else at that point. And so it's been, I, I think I've had insomnia since I was probably in my younger twenties, had an issue sleeping. And so I've used it mostly at night to help me sleep since uh, early twenties as a medical patient at Boulder. As you mentioned these things and you start at seven, when they put you on meds as a child, I was actually six when I started smoking weed, Alex. So you know what I, mean? I, I, I was a little way too young. I had a brother that was 16, go figure. And wow. um, you know how that goes down. But yeah. seven till high school, you're getting pills. And how did you get introduced to plant medicine? As I love, that's how you described it. You didn't say somebody gave you weed in high school. You said you got introduced to plant medicine. It's a unique way of saying that you started smoking weed at an early age in high school. But your yeah. choice of words makes me think that you weren't giving it recreationally. You were probably where you get, I'm just curious, were you giving it to you as a alternate or was it recreationally? No, it was recreational. But at the time I, because I was on all sorts of ADD medicine from Concerta to Dexedrine to Ritalin and, and everything in between at that point, I, I realized that I am getting what I need from this plant in a way that, you know, I was being prescribed Adderall in a different way. And so I, I don't think at the time I looked at it as plant medicine, but now looking back and realizing what it was for me, it was the beginning of me trying to get off synthetic drugs and not trying to take 
a you know a prescription pill every single day to to do better my really interesting story that i'll say real quick my dad who's an absolute role model of mine and has helped me get to where i am today i remember he said to me at one point you know alex i wear glasses because i have trouble seeing you take this pill because you have some trouble with concentration and, and some add stuff and so at the time, I thought it made sense. And then, you know, when you realize I don't have an appetite, my palms are sweaty, I have cotton mouth all day. Like, what, what is wrong with me? I'm growing and, a tail. <laughs> yeah, growing a tail. Exactly. I, um, I, you know, again, my, my parents are amazing. And I obviously know that everything that they did was was for the best. I just look back now and um, I'm, I realize that I'm more, I'd rather be on plant medicine over pills any day of the week. So I'm happy. And to And to be fair because I truly feel this way. I, I'm not the advocate that says, don't try those pills that doctors are saying you need. Like if that's, but also look at these plant medicines as an alternative, because just because a doctor is prescribing you Adderall or whatever it is as a child, doesn't mean it's right. And because you're somebody listening and there you have a kid that's seven, you know, I have uh, two kids right now that are eight and nine and we chose to give my daughter some CBD as they wanted to give my daughter a focus pill. You know what I mean? And once we looked at it and this and that, we and we still did give a focus pill when needed, but um, we're still using other plant-based medicines as well. And, and, you know, and I look at it as to try both. Don't just pigeonhole people's cells because as you, and I'm wondering, Alex, at what stage though, because the way you're saying it, as you're older, you really realized did you realize that, okay, I can use this? And did you gradually come off these pills or how was that transition? Um, I think I just started taking them less and less to be, you know, to, to look at it like that. I, I obviously thought maybe like midterms were coming up or a final, maybe I needed to study a little bit more and now I'll take it and just not as routinely as I was taking it before. And then when I got to college and I just, you realize that like everyone's buying these pills and everyone's, you know, getting right before finals and midterms in particular, every, it's hard to find Adderall because everyone's buying them and every, you see kids snorting them in the library and just realize like the demand for these products to help you concentrate and what the, the value of it is. And I still today, I have friends that will tell me, I got to get a lot of work done today. I'm taking an Adderall. It's like, you know, it's, it's still a thing in today's world. And um, you know, obviously today's conversations about cannabis and that that's where we are, but even thinking about the whole notion of SSRIs and psychedelics trying to come in into the SSRI world, you know, but just because these pills have been around forever, that doesn't mean that that's the best option and the only option. And so I think as more and more research comes out, um, I, I think plants in general, fungus, you know, stuff grown on the earth is going to always, I think, be better than any pill pill option. You know, it's funny that you say that because I truly believe that as well. And I look at, you know, something that you could throw a seed on the side of the road and it can grow. And I'm going to go that this mother earth has been providing God's providing, call it what you want. But, you know, this land has been providing us with natural medicines forever. And when you look at the ancient times of people using those medicines, they use them for medicines and maybe you even use them for recreation as well. But, you know, you look at the Indians, you look at this, and then you look at the propaganda where it came out, where it went sour and sideways. And it's been always government and propaganda that makes it go, oh, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs or this is whatever. Use the motto and the, 
you know, the trend that you wanted to use to make it sound and look so bad, or even the ancient Chinese, how, uh, you know, somebody in the high end took something and he did too much. And now that's, woo, it's so bad. We're not going to use this no more. When you just had a bad trip, homie, it happens sometimes. Yeah. Or the dose <laughs> you know? a little bit next time. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So like you look at these stories and people know the history, you know what I'm talking about, about it. But it's just funny how I agree with you that we're starting to have this turn now in 2023 where people are really realizing that, you know, plant medicine is real because this cannabis plant is phenomenal. As you're mentioning all these other ones right now, psilocybin is doing what cannabis was doing 10 years ago, right? Like making the impact then. So we'll see where it goes in the next 10 years. We're gonna take a break real quick, Alex, and we come back. I wanna hear about this company, Binsk. Did I say it right again, Binsk? Yeah, you nailed it that time. And we're going to talk about the pronunciation, the spelling, and how you co-founded it. You're the president and co-founder. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry though, he's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, dad. Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. You guys know what time it is, baby. Dime time. Think higher with Dime Industries. Find them in California, Arizona, and Oklahoma. Check out the website, dimeindustries.com, or on Instagram, dime.industries. Alex is joining us today right here on the show. And Alex, the company, Binsk. Binsk. Excuse me. I fucked it up that time. Here we go. I couldn't do it twice in a row. Damn it. I tried, folks. I tried. 
How did you make this company's name so difficult, you bastard? <laughs> Once I tell you the story, I think now you'll be able to, to get it down, you know? Please let me soak it in. Uh, so basically, my brother and I grew up in uh, South Florida, and we often heard the word doobie, like everybody else. The doobies, and yeah. And started to extend the word and, 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 you know, play around with it, and we started saying Dubinsky. And Dubinsky over time got shortened where we chopped off the do and we chopped off the ski and Binsk is in the middle of Dubinsky. And so uh, I told you earlier, I was Jewish, uh, you know, the last name ends in ski. There's a lot of skis that we grew up with. So Duby, Dubinsky, all of a sudden it was like a play on a Jewish word. And then all of a sudden Binsk was our word. And so today, B-I-N-S-K-E is the name of our multi-state cannabis brand, soon to be international cannabis brand. Um, the funny thing, though, is that you're not wrong here. I mean, everyone is mispronouncing it. It's oftentimes mispronounced. The, the word that we hear the most is Binsky. But also, like, you know, my, my, my mom, I had to tell her year two or year three of the company, there's no X in the word. It's not Binks. It's, it's not. Your it's own not mother, your mom. She's like, it's, shut up, you. It's pretty funny. You know, the, the riddle that I tell the bud tenders, which is a great riddle for you to hear, is when, when they say Binsky, right? B-I-N-S-K-E, and they pronounce the E at the end. I say, give me one other word in the entire English dictionary that ends with an E that you would pronounce the E at the end. And then I even give them some words that end with E at the end, like telephone, revolve, smoke, uh, table, phone, bike, right? You don't say bikey. You don't say smoky. You don't say phony. So why are we saying Binsky? And that's when the that's really the moment that the bud tenders look at me and like, oh, shit, it is Binsk. You're not now lying. They go, oh, shit, just like right now. I'm having the moment where I go, fuck, I feel like an idiot right now. He's so right. You know what it is? It's I think the American culture, we just don't know what to do with that word. Or you don't know what to do with a new word with an E at the end. It's sitting there. It's like, well, it's confusing. I don't know what to do with it. But it, it's really just Binsk. It's a silent E at the end. Like most. And, and you words. say that it's like there's really not a word, huh? Because I'm like sitting here trying to go. I'm like, what about? T. Oh shit, that's an A. Um, here, here are the rules, okay? You T with the that's golf tee. Yeah, yeah. So here are the rules. Well, you can't do any double vowel, so T's yeah. out. Yeah. And words like Yankee is out. Goalie I E is out. So no double vowels. We're gonna do no no pronouns, no proper nouns. So Greek god Nike is out. Nike doesn't count because that's a Greek god. Oh, you and, just gave me with I could have came up with Nike after the last. Eight years of, of doing this, we've found four words in the English dictionary that actually do have an E at the end that you do pronounce. But I will literally Venmo you 50 bucks on the spot if you can come up with one of the four words before the end of this podcast is over. So keep that on the keep that on the table in your back okay, pocket. Hold on. Damn it. There's nobody here that can do the research for me. <laughs> you know what? If you find those words, give us a call. 1-800-420-1980. Alex is going to send you the money because I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> That is awesome. So you started this company about eight years ago then? Is that what I'm uh, yeah, figuring out? Yeah, uh, I moved to Colorado in 2015. Uh, my brother is the one that um, made the initial push and uh, decided to go out there. I partnered with him shortly thereafter. Um, the whole idea from the beginning was to be non-plant touching, to be an IP company and be a licensor of intellectual property. Similar to when HBO flipped the script from just playing other people's movies on their platform to creating Sex in the City and Sopranos and having their own intellectual property and starting to license out that IP 
to shows like TBS that are now playing Sex in the City and paying HBO a royalty. That was kind of the model from day one is let's go to Colorado. Let's build out products. Let's build out IP. Let's become a powerhouse of intellectual property um, and then set up licensing deals. And that's what we did. So we started in Colorado with a licensing deal in 2016. We then signed a licensing deal shortly thereafter in, in Vegas, Nevada for 20, late 2017, early 2018. Then we did Florida. We're with True Leave in Florida. And we, we signed that uh, and we turned on in early 2019. Um, and then, like you mentioned earlier in the call, California came online, Michigan came online, Washington came online. Um, we're about to launch throughout the Northeast, which is why I just moved to the Northeast. So we're looking at a couple big markets, obviously, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, uh, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, and then some in the Midwest as well. Um, and then lastly, we just signed, uh, we just announced a, a press release uh, a couple months ago of a deal that we did with Intercure out of Tel Aviv. And I'm not sure if you're familiar, but Intercure is the largest operator outside of North America. Really? And so we just did a huge licensing deal with them to bring our genetics and, and proprietary products to them. And the beauty is, is as well, as you know, we don't have interstate commerce in the U.S. We can't even cross state lines. In Israel, they're exporting to about 12 other countries all over the world. So Austria, Australia, Switzerland, Germany, U.K., Portugal, Colombia, uh, Luxembourg, there's a, uh, uh, you know, about 10 to 12 countries that we can immediately turn on as soon as we turn on production in Israel. And so um, I was out there again recently and going to be out there again this summer. And we are starting to turn on uh, tincture oils over the next couple of weeks in Israel. And then from there, we'll begin our export and start to ship products out of Israel. So it's, it's kind of funny while we're battling with what we're battling with in the U.S. and the inability to cross state lines and have real economies of scale with each state being its own siloed business. The, we're really excited and bullish about our positioning in, in the rest of the world with this partnership with Intercare and what we're going to do uh, with export material around the world here pretty soon. It's interesting that you bring up Israel because Blue and I have always talked about, and as we do stories about how Israel is, in my opinion, the furthest down the line with doing research and being able to have quality reason well i don't know if it's quality it seems like it's quality i'm not there enough to really be able to say it's quality but it feels like it is with from what i read and hearing somebody like you who's a multi-state operator doing your products and then going there and, and trying to come out with products from there how far behind are we with israel as you go there and see what they're doing and the advancements of what they're doing out of israel so on the R&D side and innovation side, I can't even begin to speak to that because they are so tech savvy and there's so much stuff going on that I also don't even understand. Believe it or not, at Boulder, I, I studied engineering. So I do have a double engineering degree and nerd out on all this stuff. At the same time, you know, I told you about my upcoming back surgery. There was this new innovation. There was a new invention out of Israel that was a new surgery that I looked at the other day. There was a new doctor out of Tel Aviv that's the only guy in the world that's doing this. So That's what I mean, Israel. I love it. And they're such a tiny little country. It's like, how is Dude, that possible? It's the motherland. It's where Jesus, it's your people. Come on. And, and you know, another craziest thing, I saw a chart recently that was percentage wise, who smokes the most amount of cannabis in the entire world. And Israel was, was number one by far. No 20, way. What's the population in Israel for them to get that? That's crazy. It's, so the population's obviously tiny. It's, it's not about population size. There's percentage of population. They were at 27% of the population as a cannabis consumer. And U.S. for reference, I think, is between 13 to 14 percent. We're half of Israel. 
again, population in the U.S. is obviously nowhere. It's just, you know, different. Yeah, millions right? times it, whatever, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's fascinating. And so on the on the tech side, it's a different whole story. On the cannabis side, Israel has a, has a roaring medical market. You know, they've been, uh, they got a couple hundred thousand medical patients. They have over 200 dispensaries that are called, um, that are called pharmacies in Israel where they're dispensing cannabis there. And we are going to be opening Binsk branded pharmacies throughout Tel Aviv. And our partner is pharmaceutical grade EU GMP certified so that you have the ability to export in and out. Um, and sorry, export out and bring imports in. And uh, we're, we're really excited about the international piece of this brand and what the future looks like in that in that whole, uh, you know, part of the company. Are you able to go out there and say, like, you know, look what our company's done. Look at all the awards we've won from Best Live Rosin Vape Cart to Cannabis Cup Michigan, Leafly's Best Edibles, Best Concentrates, Best Overall Company. And, you know, we are also named one of the best 2022 best cannabis brands in the U.S. by Weed Maps. Do you get to go out there and drop this type of stuff internationally or do they say keep that shit in the States? No, I mean, obviously, I don't love to blow smoke up my own skirt, so to speak, but it was more they were aware of who we were. You know, I was out in Israel. I was actually working with another group and talking about getting genetics there and ended up meeting with these guys. Uh, it was an immediate partner. It was immediate marriage. You know, these licensing deals for us are true marriages. We have to end up working so much with each group. And because we're, we're collecting royalties from these partners in the way that we do, we don't make our money until they make their money. And so if our genetics are not performing, if our products are not in the best form factor, then we're not going to be making nearly as much money. So we want to work with each and every one of these partners in a true type, you know, we call them marriages. They're, they're true, um, fully integrated partnerships like that. And so um they were aware what they had under the hood with a relationship with us they've done this with one other brand ever and it was cookies and at this point i believe they're betting on binskin cookies to be their their two leaders for genetics and and u.s brands that they believe will end up being household name brands and so um we're really excited about what we have with our genetics play we acquired oni seed co last year one of the largest genetic libraries from the legacy markets we brought them into the legal market um, and so we now have over 700 plus genetics in what we believe to be probably one of the largest legal libraries in the cannabis industry. The Oni company is the group that created Tropicana Cookies, Tropicana Punch, Papaya, Wilson Zero, Zahidi Lime, Honey Banana, and a bunch of legacy genetics that were really built around washing and solventless. And so we have, uh, uh, as you mentioned earlier, won some awards on the rosin side and, and have shifted our focus to be really focused on concentrates and downstream products from these really exotic cultivars. And so um, obviously high testing, high potency THC on the dried cured, and then high yielding on extracts is the keys to optimizing an opco for increased efficiencies and to make everybody more money. So that's really what we're focused on. And um, really believe 2023 is going to be a massive year for us and all of our partners. I didn't realize you guys were such a big, massive company like this. I mean, are, is each state you guys are doing flower, edibles, concentrate, and vape pens? You know what's crazy? I think that unbiasedly, we have the largest portfolio in the cannabis industry. And just hear me out for one second. Wana is to gummies, where Kiva is to edibles, where cookies is to flower, raw, raw garden is to vapes, right? Most brands play in a product category lane. Binsk has different product categories leading revenue across the country with different states. 
So in one state, it's our flower. One state in California, our pre-rolls are dominating. In Florida, it's been edibles and flour. In, in Colorado, it's concentrates and vapes. We literally have a true portfolio in that sense, right? And when you walk into a Gucci store, they have shoes, they have belts, they have socks, they have pants, they have shirts, they have jackets, they have hats, they have sunglasses, right? So we believe we're in a position to be that one-stop shop of a true brand that has all products that you can trust from A to Z. And if you have bomb genetics, then you should have bomb downstream products from those genetics, right? Fire in, fire out. So how could we have bomb concentrates and fire bait pens if we don't have good genetics? So it all starts with genetics. Obviously, as you know, flower plus pre-rolls sometimes makes up 65% of the sales in some of these states. So flower still is king, flower wins. And so um, we've been working with many genetic companies over the years. And this past uh, year, again, about a year ago, we, we ended up acquiring Oni Seed Co and bringing them in-house. It was really, I look at it as like a three-prong acquisition. We brought in the personnel, we brought in the brand Oni, and then we brought in the genetic library. The genetic library I just told you about, the brand has been around for seven plus years, just only in the legacy channels. We just launched Oni in California. So for the first time ever, you can buy Oni with a CA symbol on it. And the tagline says, this time we're legal. So <laughs> I, literally, that. I hate to use the black, white analogy, but we just brought a company from legacy to the new market from black to white um the integration that's so cool because to me like that's what it's about and and being able to point that stuff out like that right like let's just talk about call ball ball and a strike a strike i mean hey we're legal now that's dope it's a funny tagline that i absolutely love and as soon as uh my partner doc said it it was like yes that's it and then the, the last piece of this acquisition is we let Doc bring in about nine or 10 people that he thought were all individuals that each are the best skilled in that sub subcategory. So let me give you one quick example. On the Leafly brand page for what is live resin, it gives sole credit to the creation of the BHO live resin segment to a dude named Kind Bill, William Fenger. Well, William Fenger was one of the nine guys that Doc wanted to bring in on this whole thing. And no William way. Fenger now is our BHO specialist. And so each of these guys has a subspecialty from fertility to IPM to BHO to rosin to edibles to Doc himself to Nick Candler. So it, it's a, uh, a dream come true. You know, for the most part, you're either culture or you're corporate cannabis. Nobody is really doing them both and doing them both well. We have a one of the most polished corporate cannabis teams that is around for eight plus years, led by my 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 brother at the CEO, my CFO Kim, our EVP Dave Gruberg. Each and every one of our subspecialties on the C-suite side is just a dynamic individual. And then what we did with this Oni acquisition is we just acquired the culture piece. We just brought in some of the most well-known OGs of the legacy world and immediately have integrated the two. And so what we have, we believe, is a dream team of the perfect crossroads of corporate and culture in a way that maybe nobody else is doing right now. And I love the way the look is. Like I said, when I look at the website, bottom line, the leaf's coming at me, the sublime. Uh, what does sublime mean there? I mean, wh why the big B and sublime bisque what does that mean we're trying to own the b the b is our logo and so that binsk b the whole idea is as you scroll if you take the cursor up on the page right now you'll see another word that'll keep flowing so the sublime is just one of the landing pages when you come to the site i will tell you that the the idea here 
is that when you enter the world of Binsk with the plants and animals and elements and algae, and like you can see the flamingo hat that I'm wearing and the hummingbird and everything that we do is, uh, is focused on the Binsk assets, Binskification, we used to call it. And so the idea is instead of showing somebody with a bong in their hand, you can imply that they're on the Binsk life with some of these elements and animals and plants. And again, we're, we're trying to not show just a bunch of dudes smoking a blunt in a parking lot and trying to elevate the experience through uh, these assets that we believe in. So we're actually opening a store in Miami oh, really? um, coming up that's going to be a non-THC store. And the whole thing is uh, so aesthetically pleasing and beautiful and has a, you know, a flamingo in the middle of the store. It, it, it's a, um, the world, the, the idea is you're entering the Binsk world and that you can now maybe, maybe, uh, um, maybe someone like my mom who, who maybe is a cannabis fan is not going to wear a, a, a shirt around town that just says the name of a cannabis brand or it puts it in front of your face. Or but, a big weed leaf, but yeah. Exactly. Like you, you see the guys wearing the cookies t-shirts in New York and it's a certain demographic, right? Like that's not really me and my friends in an elevated demographic. And so I think the idea is through some of our assets, you could be wearing a hummingbird shirt. You could be wearing our flamingo shirt. And, and the idea is, again, not not throwing it in the face of people that, hey, I'm stoned and, hey, I love weed because I don't think that's the best look and I don't think anyone cares, you know? And, and I got to tell you, Alex, it's simple little things like the flamingo and the whole butterflies in this Miami feel and vibe look, the tropical look that I love that you're paying homage to where you're from. Like you and your brother, I'm looking at this and hearing your story. I'm not even going to ask I'm assuming the reason why your decor is like this is because of where you're from and you're representing. Totally. Absolutely. And it's, I love that. It's been not just Miami. Cause we really were in Venice beach for a while too. So I'd say California, Florida vibe together. Um, but absolutely. It's who we are. And it, it, it's the brand that we created and it's, uh, it's exactly it. You nailed it. Is that the look in every state too? Like of how Binks is going to look like it in on all the different states, this type yeah. of branding and packaging as I see online. So we're in six states in the U S right now, five are recreational. One is medical. So Florida, the medical state, obviously the packaging does not look the same because it has to be for patients in Florida and can't have a lot of the flair. It's all clear with all the writing and it's just, yeah, it's more white glove and more medical, obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, and then things like in Michigan, we weren't allowed to have the animals on there. So we had to get rid of the hummingbird and really? the, the flamingo and some of the animals. And but we there's just, the Chicago yeah. bears out there. Come on. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, so we had to get rid of the animals in uh, in Michigan, and then we uh, like right now we're working on a project in Canada, and we can't have the hummingbird logo. You can't have a you can't have a bird on a logo in Canada. So each each territory will be a little bit different, but in general, that is the aesthetic of the brand, and then we'll we'll you know uh, tailor it for each state as we need to be. Well, it looks great. When we come back, we're going to hear all about what the best-selling products are in different states. It's Cannabis Talk 101. we got my guy, Alex, the co-founder of this wonderful company, Binks. If you want to see it, you guys, B-I-N-S-K-E.com. Go check it out. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the number one cannabis show on the planet. You know what? it. Now, back to the number one cannabis show in the universe, Cannabis Talk 101. Advanced Nutrients, you guys, has a complete growing system for cannabis that optimizes all phases and cycles to bring your crops to their true genetic potential. Discover more at advancednutrients.com. I want to thank our whole team that does so much around here for doing this. They ain't doing shit for this Zoom one, but you know what? They usually help out with everything else. Jorge, Daniel, Diego, Caitlin, Chance, Becca, Marcus, Micheles, P-Funk, Jessica, Cam, Salar actually helped out for this. Allie, Cousin Ray, Goldie, Pitt, Mark Carnes, Chris Franchino, Jennifer, Erica, and Elvis, thank you guys all for doing what you do to help us out around here. Alex Pasternak, the co-founder and president of Binksk. Did I say it right again? You're getting better. Each time you do it, it's definitely going like... I feel like, like it's coming there, and I'm almost like going, thinking of the story of what you said, which I love the story. Uh, great. It's funny how when you hear stories about companies, and that's what it's about, and that's why I like to ask people who they are and where they're from and how they get this so that people can understand the product that they're buying and, and what, what where it comes from. Like, it's just not two dudes who came up with a cannabis company who never liked it. Like, you know, hearing your story of being on meds as a young kid and finding cannabis, you know, from middle of high school, which we'll get into the high five and ask you some other questions, but that's deep and, and deep in a way of like, like I say, your answers were medically, you know, made, made me think that, that you look at this a little differently, which, which I love. Um, you know, that being so said, you know, it's so funny that you bring that up real quick. It's like going to an Italian restaurant and asking the waiter, what do I get here? And they're like, no, 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 I don't eat here. It's like, if you don't eat here, if you don't like these products, then why am I eating here? So to, I, I meet founders all the time and owners in the cannabis industry that don't consume products and don't like their, don't, don't know about their products. And it's like, how, how can you push them and how, yeah. So I just wanted to uh, 
throw that out. I I agree with that too. If you're pushing out a product, you know, not necessarily do you have to use it all and you don't have to fucking do concentrates all day and do dabs all day by no means, but you know, God willing, you're using the medicine somehow, some way, because you know, that's what it's about knowing what it does for you. Alex, that being said, what, what are some of the big selling products that you guys have in the different States? What does better wear? So Colorado, we're known for our concentrates as a whole. Um, We are a BHO leader for many years now in the Colorado market. We recently have expanded our footprint and have rolled out a pretty pretty significant push into the rosin market as well. So uh, concentrates plus vapes makes up a big segment of our, our revenue in Colorado on a monthly basis. Um, California, it's been mostly flour and pre-rolls since we've launched in California. We've only been in the California for a little over a year. Um, and again, it's been primarily pre-rolls and, and, and flour products that have done well for us there. Um, and then Florida has been edibles and, and flour products over the years as well. And then lastly, Nevada, Michigan, and, and Washington have all been, um, Vapes, concentrates, flour, pre-rolls. We, again, we have a huge portfolio and it fluctuates from different regions of different parts of the States. Dude, you guys are in a ton of dispensaries. I'm looking at your list on your website right now. This is crazy. Is just, this is a list of all the dispensaries out here. Or are you guys literally touching all these? No, we're in about a thousand dispensaries, just shy of a thousand dispensaries across six States. And with these new territories we're turning on, I'm hoping to be in around 2000 dispensaries by the end of this year. So um we have a really strong retail footprint in a bunch of these states our marketing team kudos to the marketing team led by elise mcdonough um we have a unbelievable marketing push that we do to to help the sales teams in each of these territories from digital to programmatic to in-store to bud tender incentive to um bud tender training um uh, you know the marketing team kudos to them because they're helping drive the sales across the board in all these different territories yeah, I am tripping. I mean, Harbor Side, the Bay, I'm just so, all the big ones. Like, I'm literally looking at your list for California right now going, damn, you're in all these big ones. And so many of these guys we've had on the show, my guy Sasha from MMD uh, out here in LA, yeah. which I love those two crazy Shout out brothers. to MMD. There have been a huge account of ours and big fans of the MMD fam and uh, love those guys. I used to live literally down the street from MMD Marina Del Rey. Um, and we've been working with them for years. So love those guys. Yeah, I think they got a new TV show that's about to come out. I just talked to them not too long ago and they were doing a bunch of, you know, I didn't know you guys were in a thousand different dispensaries. Jeez, dude, you guys are massive. Colorado I, I, is a really strong footprint for us as well. Florida, we're obviously in all the true leaves in Florida. Uh, Nevada's been, Nevada doesn't have nearly as many dispensaries, but we've been in bulk of them over the years. Michigan, Washington. And then again, I told you, we are about to turn on roughly six new states over the next two to three months so the the number could double in the next couple months and we're beyond pumped it's uh we really believe this is the year for us to to take it to the next level you know i mean i am just in awe with what you guys are doing all over seattle like this and watch i mean you guys are just killing it out there in these different states tacoma just so many different spots I we actually it. just won. We just won an award this past weekend for best uh, best gummy in Washington. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Washington's been on a tear. We uh, we've got a partnership there with Lucid Lab Group out of Seattle, and we only have some select SKUs in the marketplace, but we're doing well and, and growing month in month out. So, do you guys have to have just 
grows everywhere like how does this work as a big company like this for you guys yeah so it's the biggest disaster of all time in the cannabis industry where you can't cross state lines that's obviously. what i mean yeah any, you guys have any, all any other normal business if you and i were starting a hat company today we would have centralized production for our exactly. hats and we would ship all over nationally and internationally from one centralized location right we are reproducing all of our products inside of every single legal territory that we want to sell so right now our products are in uh, their products are being grown in Tallahassee, Florida, Las Vegas, Steamboat Springs, Colorado, um, throughout California, NorCal in Central California, in Lansing and in, in throughout Michigan. I mean, the point is, is that we have grows, labs, sales teams, kitchens, distribution teams throughout each and every one of these states. And each state acts as a siloed business from one another. It is... Um, uh, a headache to 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 say it lightly it's, it, i can it, only imagine and, and the and the, the most frustrating part is that these partners don't i mean they don't communicate with each other right they're each their own group so these guys are not the same company so we have one-off relationships with each of our licensees where we are the licensor we license our ip to them we manage them and obviously um we've got a great ops team we've got a dynamic coo and cameron wald who um sold his company to columbia care a few years ago and he runs ops for us with another gentleman named michael evans and they are savages and they're running ops around the country to help manage this process and you know nick nolan our chief product officer same thing helping manage production and supply chain across the board it is a um, it's a real task for our team. And now, as I told you, we're turning on all these new territories. It's we're in growth mode, hyper growth mode. And a storefront and the storefront's going to be just a lot of gear, like you said, clothes and stuff, because even the website, as I scroll up and down on just the front page, the vibes, the different words and the different looks and the eclectic people that you have on it, which is dope. But memorable it's that your site has become memorable with the little fishes watch flying around it's just it's really cool man I, I i i'm really impressed with the feeling i get when i go there especially this woman that's just on this swing that's not even facing me so it's not so oh look at me but yet she's so beautiful from the back and, and the, again <laughs> it's the idea that she's on bin's products without having to shove it in your face did, yeah. Were you able to scroll and were you able to see some of the other ones? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, some cool. of the other different words and the different settings and the right, the yeah. beach with the glitters and, the, you know, yeah, celebrates yeah. and the yeah. words. And yeah, exactly. the girl walking down the street with a like a feather dress on that says vibes. It's yeah. just dope, dude. Like a bear comes out of somewhere like your site is really intriguing to where it doesn't look anything like a cannabis site at all, to be honest with you. Almost feel like. What is this? You know, it has like the we, what is this feel? We think that the everyday cannabis marketing is pretty whack. We think what most of our peers are doing on the marketing front of showing bongs and, and smoking blunts is just like it's not it. And we're trying to appeal to the masses. We're trying to appeal to the soccer moms. We obviously already appeal to the dab heads, right? We already sell concentrates. We already sell rosin. That's not that's nothing new for us. We want to appeal and be a household name brand and appeal to more. So we think this is a, uh, a unique strategy and, and we like where we're at with it. It's totally unique. I mean, you got people eating sandwiches at the beach, for God's sakes. You know what I mean? And it's like an eclectic group of folks, more like African-American settings. Who knows where the Bahamas or something, which is dope. And then you got the lady on the swing that looks who knows what she is, Portuguese or whatever. And white folks at the B it's just really cool man I, I 
I appreciate I it. I applaud it. You know what I'm saying? Because it, you don't necessarily see this because on every page that I've looked at, and I feel like I've scrolled through everything just, just at the beginning, I've scrolled through the whole website. Um, of course, you get into other things where it has the flower and the concentrates and all that once you're inside and you actually click on yeah. those tabs. But to get there is... Um, it's just fun. It's this just has cool. been uh, this has been my brother's baby, and so my brother is uh, the CEO of this company, and he is also an absolute visionary. And he's been working on this website, and this has been his thing that he wanted to do and wanted to do it this way, and it, it came out great. So, kudos to him, and uh, I agree with you. I mean, it, it's exciting to see this world of entering the the Binsk world and and what you can do with it all. The Binks world is awesome. You guys go check it out. It's now time to do the high five with Alex. Alex, I'm just going to ask you five simple questions and like to get your honest answer. How old were you the first time you smoked cannabis and where did you get it from? Like you having an older brother, I also had an older brother, still do. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the first time I smoked cannabis was with my brother. Uh, I did the old paper towel uh, relay. So I, I believe I inhaled his exhale. Because I think I thought that was going to get me less high. Um, and shortly thereafter, I think I was dancing to big timers. I'm still fly uh, about 30 minutes later and got got nice and lit. So because you said was dancing, I have to share my story with you just a little bit as well. My older brother, 10 years older, little age difference between you and I, because I was literally dancing to the double Dutch bus by Sugar Hill, the gang. And like, I'll never forget it. Doo, 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 doo. And like, oh, my parents God. were out of town. I'm six years old. And I remember hitting this grenade. It was a big old grenade. And we, you know what I mean? I hit it in. And I, oh my God. I just remember as you say, you were dancing away. That's exactly how my story goes, bro. Like, I literally was dancing after I got high. And so good. The best part about it is because they were all 10 years older than me. They're all tipping me, like giving me a dollar here and there. So I went home, who knows, 12 bucks or whatever it was at the time. But, you know, I just, I'll never forget getting high the first time and dancing to the double deck bus and making some money from the, my brother's friends. So. That, was, that started your career as a stripper, right? <laughs> I'm not afraid to shake what my mama made me. <laughs> Question number two of the high five, Alex. What's your favorite way to use cannabis? I'm still old fashioned, love to roll a good, uh, love the art of rolling. I'm a big roller. All my friends uh, tell me oftentimes that I roll the best J. Oh. Why do you think that is? Hold on, sorry, I got a call and my whole thing just went out. Um, I, I think I think I'm just, I, I think I'd spend more time on it. You know, I, I'm a glass filter tip guy. I do the glass filter tips. I oftentimes take a nice rosin worm and put a nice worm of rosin in between and make myself a donut with, you know, mm. little hash hole donut. And so I think I'm just spent a little bit more time and attention on it. I also like to do, I like to uh, roll reverse J's where you can burn off the excess paper. So you're only really smoking one full paper uh, all the way around. There's no excess paper. I, you know, just, just a little bit more. You care of, a lot about it. You still I, have I, the care for the art of a real nice joint. A couple thousand of them later, and I care just as much of every single time. So, yeah, absolutely. That's a beautiful thing. Question number three of the high five. Craziest place you ever used or smoked cannabis? Oh, man. 
since I know my uh, general counsel is going to be listening to this, I need to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't let Dana come back on this call right now out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the craziest place I've you ever. You are a bigger style company. I think you're traded, aren't you? <laughs> no, we're private still. Okay. Um, I, I don't even know. It's somewhere in South America, somewhere I've Bali, Indonesia. Like I've smoked weed all over the world, but I don't have one right somewhere now. Somewhere you could be arrested forever and probably lose your left arm. I'm pretty sure Indonesia has the tightest cannabis laws anywhere in the world still today where they will lock you up and we scored some pot in, in Bali. So I guess Bali is the 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 most extreme, but um you know, Israel getting some like old school Israeli hash. One time was probably 16 or 17, and I was on a bus in Israel with this random guy I met to go score some hash at this crazy part of town, and the bus driver is like, Why are you going this way? And so I've gotten myself into some, you know sticky situation the locals don't even go this way i just have to drive this way because i drive the bus what the hell are you doing over here kid right exactly so some situations i probably shouldn't have got myself into you know it's funny is i really always wanted to go to israel it's one of those bucket lists of things Dude, honestly forget the religion aside the vibes in tel aviv just unmatched it's absolutely insane and highly recommend it i want to go for all the above i've heard the you know every i i, I want to go for the religious side there's no doubt about that you know i want to be able to say i walked where jesus walked you know what i'm saying like i just totally. want to be able to do that one day but i hear the place is amazing yeah I, uh, I can't wait to start selling some Vince products for some shekels over there. And I think we'll be on the shelf sooner than later. And it's a beautiful thing. So I'll be out there a bunch. Hit me up when you uh, are ready to make it I up. Shall. I shall. I may need a guide. I hear yeah. they do that a lot over there. Question number four, the high five. What's your go-to munchies after you get high? You know, I, uh, I try to eat clean for the most part. And I'm, uh, for the most part, pretty healthy. And so when I do dabble, I like nothing like some ice cream and gelato late night. I got a spot that I found uh, right by me that is uh, been my go-to right here, like by in Greenwich Village called uh, Gelateria Gentile. And I've been uh, been going there a little too frequently. And they've got well, a... I know that feeling, brother. I know I used to be over 300 pounds. So you know I know that feeling real well. What's your favorite go-to palate tasting one? Uh, right now, I'm on a banana banana gelato from them. That's just insane. Oh, banana. I like bananas with a little brownie and some caramel. Come on now, don't do absolutely. It. I like banana. I like banana flour too. So full circle, Ooh. you know. And I know you're doing this in the kitchen, so I know you got some rubs back there and everything else. I love cooking. I, uh, you know, the I, I'm still single, and so to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, and do it all yourself is a little bit of pain in the ass. But I obviously love the art of cooking, just like the art of rolling a J. It's a, uh, it's a little somewhat zen-like for me, and I, I definitely enjoy it. So I love it too. It's so it's so fun, and uh, it takes me out of my like element. And just I stop thinking of anything, and I'm just cooking, and it right. becomes like my go-to high. Uh, question number five of the high five, Alex, it's been so great to have you on, but if you could smoke cannabis with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and why? You know, I was at this museum the other day in New York and they're doing a hip hop, uh, they're doing a hip hop exhibit. And I saw this just huge picture of Biggie smoking a blunt and this picture of Jay-Z uh sitting outside watching tv that he set up with this long extension cord and i was just thinking how dope it would be to be able to just have one one blunt in rotation with one of those guys i, I would say between the two maybe biggie right now I, I in a previous podcast interview i said jay-z but 
I think old school hip hop guys to just understand kind of what they went through and like just realize that like Biggie did what he did and he only he died at 25 years old. And so to think about smoking a blunt with him at 23, 24 years old or Jay or Mac Miller before he passed, any of these guys that I have been listening to for countless hours, I think would be um, maybe the coolest person or, or people so I could smoke with. Alex, not to look at me style story, but I just want you to see this. No that was way. me and Biggie. And you were 300. You weren't lying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was this was the last interview Biggie did. I literally got to smoke blunts with Biggie. No way. Kick it with Biggie. I did his last interview that he ever did. Um, even the, the the interview that Diddy plays on the tour, that's the, the interview they, that he did with the Doghouse in San Francisco. I was doing morning radio out there. And that picture um, was one of the last pictures that, you know, that he obviously took and I got a chance to interview his son and I printed that out for his son and I gave it to him as like, you know, I, I'm sure you don't have this cause it's my picture. Right. And his son goes, Oh my God. I go, what's up? And he's like, I still have that shirt. Wow. Wearing in that picture. And How many like, days? When was that? That, that was, was like three days before he died. No way. That was on that trip. Yeah. On the Cali trip right before he went to LA. No way. So check this out. I was literally at this this museum and they had this blown up. Uh, oh, shit. That? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I have the virtual background, so you can't for some reason see my phone. But this thing was blown up to like the original. It was the original photography. It was a it, it was a incredible exhibit about all this hip hop photography. And they had this massive biggie thing, a biggie one smoking a blunt. And I was just like, wow, to, to get in rotation on that blunt. I can't oh, believe dude, that. I, yeah, I've I've been in circles that, you know, because I've worked in radio and entertainment for years and like the biggies. And I mean, I got stories of me and run DMCs and LLs and, you know, like Sugar Hill Gang, all these cats that just so many things from the old schools to the new schools of guys. It, it, and the, as we just celebrate 50 years of hip hop, you know, yeah. I'm such a hip hop head. And um, as you say that, you know, I was literally talking to a guy last night as we were talking about hip hop and just it's so impactful and to think of what you know it's done and how it really you want to just be around these guys and smoke and how it was part of their music and part of the life and it's just i'm such a biggie fan dude when, when he passed you know it was him and prince i was a big prince fan too when prince died too i was like no not prince <laughs> crazy victorious I... is one of those Ugh. too young way too young Way too young. Alex, is there anything we missed that you want to mention or say before we let you go, brother? We definitely got to slap hands and bring you to the studio out in Orange County when you come back to California again. But anything you want to the, mention? The Instagram that you mentioned earlier, Binsk underscore happenings, that's for anything that's like about dispensaries and what we're doing. Our normal Instagram is just Binsk. So you can just find us at Binsk. You guys can also hit me up if you, anyone needs me. I'm at Outpast. And uh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure being here. And uh Look forward to chopping it up with you again soon. Next no time we we'll I, I look forward to slapping hands and hanging out. When I come to New York, I'm going to hit you up. It's Cannabis Talk 101, and if nobody else loves you, we do. Hell yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. And make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. 
And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.